Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of Cheap Talk. Today I am speaking with a business owner and his business is an institution in Edinburgh. Everyone knows what it is, where it is and everyone loves what he makes for us. And this is Fernando who is the owner of Tupini King. I've just been educated on the pronunciation Um, but a lot of you might probably better know it as the Brazilian crepe stand. It's just at the top of Middle Meadow Walk, super close to Cheap Shot and yeah, so thank you so much for speaking with me, Fernando. How are you this morning? Yeah, wonderful. It's such a sunny day, so cannot complain. Beautiful, it's all beautiful. Good. Yeah. Um, do you want to introduce yourself and your business quickly for everyone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so my name is Fernando and uh, for the last... Um, Ten and a half years, I've been uh, running this um, crab stand in a, in a police box with my wife, and um, yeah, together we've been trying to um, adapt the, some of the traditional Brazilian dishes into into the pancakes. With the restrictions or the limitations of the space mm. uh, we have in a police box, we need always to think outside of the box. <laughs> <laughs> to in order to be able to to create things that we are we're happy with but without fussing around too much you cannot you cannot we did it we did it before we tried so many things but we learned over the years that you need to keep practical simple but also yeah i think that's the main challenge how to work within that small space area and mm-hmm. still be efficient and um and produce good things yeah yeah and be comfortable like you working in there on your own you know it's a small space you don't want to be yeah, yeah. claustrophobic um yeah oh usually it's two people yeah Actually, it's two people you have it a bit worse than me yeah <laughs> yeah so we have the hot food as well yeah exactly so in the summer can be can be a little bit too mm. too hot yeah but um but it's it's fine i think we you know you just learn how to how to work within that environment you yeah. know sometimes i do have to step out you know there's no way i can especially work with my wife you know sometimes we do need <laughs> some space yeah so uh yeah i i tend to to run away for a few minutes sometimes which is uh, yeah not very good but yeah i always come back <laughs> yeah good no totally relatable um yeah, yeah so, and I did forget to mention that uh, Tupin King is a police box, just like Cheap Shot. That's kind of especially why I wanted to speak to you, because I think we'll have a lot in common. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you, I remember, like, I think Paddy really appreciated your help when he was was running Cheap Shot earlier on. Um, and I know, like, I've had, like, advice from you, and it's just always so great to talk to you. But I remember one time... It was really early on when I started, I don't, don't know if you remember, I was closing up for the first time on my own and I couldn't get the yep. awning in. Um, oh, yeah. Stressing out and Paddy wasn't answering my messages. So uh-huh. I had to run over to you and I was like, come and help me with my awning. And then you were so kind. You just left your uh-huh. whole setup. With, uh-huh. You came with your bike and you helped me get it in. And from then on, I was like, you're just, I just can count on you. And I feel like... Mm-hmm. Help out any other business, so um, I just want to thank you for that. And yeah, yeah no problem. Really evaluate you in Edinburgh. How do you make your coffee at home when you can't? Yeah, so it? in home we do. Since since I was a child, you know, like what nineteen eighties, in home we always do filter coffee. 
So have like um, either a cloth that you 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 put the the coffee and then you the the water percolates through the coffee and then you have this cloth that is washable cloth. Yeah. Uh, my my grandmother always had this very old, very um, damaged <laughs> uh, pot with this very old cloth, like which is very strong stain of coffee that's been um, uh, brewed over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And in home, we do, we do the same style. So we, we do uh, filter coffee. So, but now we have a machine, one of these wonderful machines that you just put the, the water in the machine and then you put this, um, I think it's, it's a drawer, like with a, with a coffee inside mm-hmm. and the coffee percolates through. And it, it just pours into the jar, and the, and there's a hot plate under the jar, and um, and uh, and the, the hot plate keeps the, the coffee warm yeah. for for a long time, which is a which is a commercial machine that we have at home because I got this machine for the for 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 the the kiosk for mm-hmm. the police box, but um, you have so much going on there. Yeah. So we we didn't see like I would love to make like future coffee. Just mm-hmm. future coffee, nothing, nothing too complicated. Just um, get the future coffee, but I don't think we 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 have the, the space for it because if, mm-hmm. if you put the future coffee in it, we're gonna compromise something else. Yeah. So we were left with this amazing machine in home, and that's how we do it home. Like just basically, yeah, future coffee, and it's stronger as well. We don't we, our future coffee the way we do in Brazil is is much stronger than the future coffee you'd have here. So it's not as strong as espresso. But it's okay. not as as weak as a normal filter coffee. Here's it's very watery. We find in any, any coffee yeah. shop we go, we find the the filter coffee not not, not pleasant at all. Mm-hmm. So in, in Brazil we have we have a saying for for coffee. If you in Brazil you make a coffee which is too weak, we call chafe. Chafe like cha is tea. Oh. So it's like cha is a mix of tea and coffee because it's weak. So that's. If you say, oh, that's chafe. Chafe means a weak coffee. Yeah. So it's like an insult, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, exactly. I was there. <laughs> so is, is that typical in Brazil? Like, is that what Brazilian coffee culture is? How that how you would sum that up? It's mostly filter, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, definitely. no, like, flat white cappuccino? No, like, milky coffee? Well, it's all these things, cappuccino, it's all fancy, you know? Mm. I mean... It, I, I think from, from from where I come from, when you have the the, the first coffee places serving Italian style mm. cappuccino things, they were like uh, fancy and you know it was good, it was really nice. But mm. um, if you if you go for the traditional, you go to the corner, you know stand uh, corner or I would say bakery, yeah. and they they have the proper filter coffee in a big pot, mm. and then you, they pour the filter coffee into your your cup. And then they just, um, uh, like a cortado, they put just a little bit of milk. And it's still a very darker, like, um, uh, coffee, which is a little milk in it. And that's very, very traditional. We call in Brazil pingado. Pingado, which, is, which, is, which means like a, a dash, pingado, like a, a drip yeah. of milk. Yeah. Nice. Um, and uh, and and I've been having coffee since I was a kid. I think uh, as a child, as a child, I, I I drink black coffee. Wow! When I was my eight eight years old, so it's 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 quite I think natural yeah. within my 
within my family, I, I, I was drinking coffee with a, with a little sugar and no mm-hmm. milk, no chocolate, just the coffee itself. That's so funny. Yeah. In the UK, like it's only really kind of when you become of student age that you start drinking coffee or that it's kind of acceptable to start. But OK, <clears throat> so back to your business. Um, yeah. You said you've been running the box for 10 years. Yeah. Just yeah. 10 years is a long time. I, had, I didn't realize. Um, yeah. So where did the idea come from? Like, is have you always wanted to run a kiosk like that in Edinburgh and like specifically a police box or yeah. what did you think of this plan? Yeah. So I, I at the time I was a student at the university and um and then my, my girlfriend, she was Gardena, she was my girlfriend at the time. And she came to live with me in 2009. And at that time, um, I was studying. But, uh, you know, like as a student, you rely on, you know, uh, student grants and loan. Mm. And sometimes it's, it's hard to make dance meet, isn't it? I mean, yeah. sometimes it's difficult to pay everything. And, and it depends how much uh, support you have. And I didn't have... A big deal of support. I did have some support from 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 um, from the student loan company, but uh, I I need to work, so I had an extra work as well, like a part time work in a restaurant, like uh, doing um, uh, as a, ca- a kitchen porter, mm-hmm. which is good. It helped you know to top up the everything. So, but it, I also wanted to do something else. So because in in before I came to Edinburgh, I work in Camden Market in London. Wow. So I work in Camden, Camden Market for a few years, and I work in a in a juice stand there, and it was an organic juice stand back in two thousand and five, and then and it was incredible. So I've learned a lot, like of a market sort of uh, you know vibe, uh, how to set up the stall, how to how to get all the produce organized, uh, customer service, and um, and and the boyfriend of my boss. He had a crepe stall right next to her, and and he did very simple recipes, but really busy, really efficient. They used to make like you know at that time, I mean, two thousand pounds a day selling wow. selling crepes from a, from a stand, and and, and that was uh, we are talking two thousand and and five, two thousand and seven until two thousand and seven, mm-hmm. and that time was was. Um, was like very busy, you know. Camden, Camden Market is one of the you know uh, hotspots in London for yeah. tourists and, and locals, and uh, it's it's a very multicultural place, and have people from all over the world. There is very exciting place to be, and um, and I think I, I I got a lot of uh, how can I say uh, inspiration from 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 that time in Camden Market, with all this you know that happened before. I thought, wow. I would like to do something. So we first, the first idea started off from a bicycle. So we, we purchased a trike, one of these big old ice cream bikes. And we start to think about juice first. Just think about uh, fresh juice. Yeah. So we start pur- purchasing machines. But because there was no electricity, so we, we have to come up with ideas of uh, using um, cr- uh, crank machines, like that yeah. you have to you know, um, turn uh, wide with your hand. And, uh, and we started like collecting all these, you know, amazing things. But we, at that point, I didn't know how viable that would be as a business. Yeah. It was just more like, uh, you know, a dream, you know, to do something with no electricity, something totally hand-powered. We ho- you call hand-powered juice bar. Uh, but <laughs> it, 
yeah, we never actually end up set up in this because in the meantime, uh, so we were rushing to the hospital, to the dentist hospital, which is just around the corner from where we are. Mm-hmm. There was a big sign in this, in this police box for rent. And then I remember walking past two year, uh, two months prior to that. Mm-hmm. I was walking that and I saw this, this box empty, like empty there. And it lo- looks amazing. The location of the police box, yeah. the, the aesthetic of the police box. But it was, it looks like abandoned, you know. Mm-hmm. It looks really like, yeah, I was having a hard time. And I, I remember me sneaking through the window and watching <laughs> inside. And it was a big mess inside that I, I didn't know who that belonged to or if it was like, you know, uh, operational or not. But I, I just forgot about it. I know just, oh, and then I, I, I think I put it in my dream. Oh, that'd be nice to set up something in this box. Yeah. In, in this, in, and it, it even it didn't call box. I did, I call something else, but yeah. And then the time went on a month, few months later, we were w- walking past the box and then there was a big sign for rent, 500 pounds a month. And then as we walked past, my wife looked at me and said, wow, let's take it. 500 pounds a month. That's crazy. I mean, how can I afford yeah. 500 pounds? We, that's what I play for our, our flat. I was just going to say. No, yeah. no. Yeah, no, we can, we can make it happen. Uh, and I was really skeptical. I, I didn't want to take it, to tell the truth. So it was because of her. She said, no, let's take it. And then we, we take from there. She really believed, I think, since the first time she saw it. So we phoned the guy. And uh, and the guy, yeah, he, he was happy with the idea, and uh, yeah, we, we we took from there, and everything is history. So <laughs> I think. When did the idea switch from smoothies and like fresh juice to Brazilian street food? I recalled my time in Camden. So, so there there was a guy who was doing crepes there, and I've learned how to make uh, crepes with him doing the festivals and things. And then the first thing we tried when when you are a child in brazil you go to kids parties you have um uh, one thing which is called steak rolls so it's um a, a piece of, of of beef like normally i think it's brisket you cook in a in a pressure cooker and um and after you cook in a pressure cooker you, you make a, a, some sauce and then shred all this meat and you put in in tiny rolls and you give it to the kids mm. so that's Every kid's party is this, the, the, this, this yeah. is more steak rolls. So we thought, okay, let's, let's try to do the steak roll, but in a pancake. Mm-hmm. So that's, we did the, the, the recipe, we did the, the steak, shredded the steak. It's pretty much like a pulled beef, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. And we tried the normal pancakes at home. We never done this before. And then we filled the, 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 the pancakes with, 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 with just the meat. And it was amazing. And it was really, really good. And at that time, there was a French lady sharing a room with us in the house. So <laughs> this French, French lady, she helped as well with, 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 the, with the crepe recipe. Mm-hmm. So she was actually wow. directing us, giving us some advice, you know. Yeah. And she was from Brittany as well. So everything was happening there. Like, wow, that's, that's incredible. Um, and we were all like, and it was, we were all doing um, uh, tastings. Mm-hmm. And from this first pancake we made, we, we started developing a menu. Yeah. And, uh, and I said, okay, let's do this. Let's then use the pancakes as a, as a, um, a media, as, mm. you know, as a, a vehicle to, yeah. to bring everything inside, you know? Yeah. It sounds like, though, that it was important for you and your wife to bring 
Brazilian food and culture to Edinburgh. Is that, yeah. is that the main thing, pretty much? You just really wanted that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because I think that's, that's, that was the first thing. And then with this, we thought about the, the healthy aspects, you know, as well, in terms <laughs> of uh, freshness, uh, like fresh juice. Yeah. So we, we were, at that time, we were doing both things in the box. So we were doing fresh juice, which were about, I have, a, I have the first menu here. I can show you one day. <laughs> I have our first menu ever, yeah. which is like, when I look at the menu, I say that was totally bonkers because <laughs> there's so much stuff in it. I said, I, know yeah. how, I don't know how we managed. There were about eight fresh juices, like wow. mango, celery, spinach, cucumber, beetroot, ginger, uh, bananas, um, berries. And then you have all the pancakes, sweet pancakes, savory pancakes, oh and you have nibbles. It was, yeah. but at that time we were not too busy in terms of pancake. We 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 were doing few pancakes, so we could mm -hmm. still do the fresh juices. Mm -hmm. But today, I think over the years, we got more well known for the pancakes yeah. than the juices, because juice during the summer is nice. You do well, especially mm -hmm. one that we did was the. I even remember pear, apple, lime, and ginger. Wow. That was like a, so one of the heat juices. People yeah. loved it, and which we pressed in the machine. Yeah. I take it street food is very popular in Brazil, I assume. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's just very much so, yeah. In Edinburgh, like, it's funny to have, I feel like something like Tupini King would be like as part of a market um, or, you know, like a lot of stalls in a row. But it's just yeah. amazing how well you've done, like on your own, um, yeah. as like a standalone stall. Um, and did you were you kind of worried at the start, like, oh, this kind of food and like eating on the go and stuff will not work in Edinburgh, or did you always feel like it would? Well, remember, were you here two thousand and ten? No. <laughs> no. No. Were you in Britain? Yeah. No. Yeah. Ah, okay. Do you remember the winter, 2010, 2011? Yes. So that was the hardest winter to yeah, hit Britain yeah. in the last, whatever, 100 years or so. I don't know. Yeah. So the winter started four months after we opened. Oh, God. I've never experienced so much snow and there was, well, we, we couldn't trade. Mm. So after four months of opening, we had to close for four months mm. because we just couldn't trade. There was this snow like... A, a meter, nearly a meter and a half of snow in front of the yeah. box. So if you open the bo the door of the box, it would be all this pile of snow going in. There was no one to. See. So at that moment, we thought, mm -mm -mm, I think we, I think we did not not that great. I don't think it's gonna work. I guess yeah, street yeah. food and street food, sorry, in Edinburgh or like Scotland is kind of seasonal. Um, yeah, that was probably something to consider when you started. And even like with me, like I'm so much quieter in the winter, and you would think, oh, people yeah. want a warm drink, but they just don't want to go outside for it. So it's yeah. hard to like predict what what is going to come and what the weather's going to be. Of course, so um, exactly that is it about work, working in a police box. It's it's a specific yeah. kind of business for sure. It's not just like a yeah. or a pancake place. It's no. its own thing. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, we spoke about this a little bit before we started recording. The name. Um, what's the story behind the name, and what does it mean? Okay, so the name Tupini King today is used as a, an adjective to say 
something Brazilian, but something um, not not developed, something rough, rustic. So mm-hmm. let's say if you want to say uh, um, Tupiniquim party, so it's it, it's it's a gathering of people in the forest somewhere with bare feet, with a bonfire, drums, and no sound system, no electricity, just pure nature. So that's that that's a way something rooted in Brazil and uh, and on its original form, natural form, I would say. Mm-hmm. It can be used as a pejorative way sometimes, you know. To say something which is not not too good, like mm-hmm. uh, something which is like you know um, ancient, old, is still is still wanting to you know be improved or something yeah. like this. But uh, but the original name, what it does, what it means, it's it's the name of a tribe in the southeastern of, of the country, mm-hmm. and this tribe was um, um, was one of the tribes that had a very how can I say symbiotic or good relationship with the with the with the colonizers with the Portuguese, and at one point the Portuguese start to to see resources until they found gold, and there was like gold and and other other amazing things. But some of the the resources they were like sitting on sacred lands, where where you you wouldn't touch for spiritual reasons or something, and I, and I think. That's when the Portuguese and the Tupiniquim relationship broke up because what they, they, the colonizers want was gold, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if it's a sacred land or whatever. They, they just want the thing. And, and they start, uh, they start a, uh, a fight. And the Tupiniquim never, never um, uh, bowed to them. They always fought the Portuguese. And, and they were really fierce warriors and fighters. And... Um, and there is a story that tells they they, they were like cannibals, the Tupiniquim. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know it's, it's not a good name for a restaurant. I know, but uh, but that's that's a, <laughs> that's something I, I learned now after you know say oh I didn't know they were yeah they were actually and wow. and and this relationship this this fight against the Portuguese uh, perdured for a long time you know and was <laughs> really 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 uh, bloody. I don't know what's the relation, but now people saying Tupiniquim as, as a, an adjective to say Brazilian. You know, we felt like it's, it's a name which for, for other people other than Brazilians wouldn't, wouldn't mm. understand what it is. But if it's a Brazilian people when watching the name, they know it straight away. Wow. So it's a name that in, in Brazil anybody would know, you know. You were saying before yeah. we started recording how Cheap Shot is like a very, like, it's quick, it's punchy, like you know what it means and it's easy to remember. But the way that you've gone about it is there's so much like richness in the meaning behind it. And I think because you're bringing your culture here that people will, when they hear the story, they'll appreciate it so much. And I love the whole, um, you know, fierceness of Tupiniquing because it, it kind of resembles your resilience as a business and how you take risks and you keep going and whatever happens, you just want to stay true to yourself and your values. And that's, I think that's perfect, the name, isn't yeah. it? Um, yeah, so going back to your actual crepes, that's so interesting. So the gluten-free aspect, I guess that just kind of is a natural side effect of, of what you make. That I think is also attractive. Like even for someone like me who's not uh, gluten-free, I'd be like, oh, they're they're taking into account people's needs, um, whether mm-hmm. they need to or not, and it's more accessible. And obviously, that's people appreciate that and think that you've really that you really care about 
the people. So that's mm. great. Um, mm -hmm. So you, but you have like meat options and vegetarian and vegan options yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, we have yeah, the, yeah few, few vegan options as well. Yeah. Yeah, good and sweet and savory. Yeah. Yeah, good. What's probably mm. your best seller though? What do you think? So in terms of the meaty ones, I would say the uh, the steak is quite popular. Mm. So the, the steak, it's uh, it's it has always been one of the most popular since the beginning. Yeah. The, the, the shredded beef, mm. but also we have one which is called pumpkin a la papay, which is uh, roasted butternut squash and sweet potatoes. Yeah. And we put some um, we drizzle with some coconut oil on the top, and then we we add uh, goat's cheese, um, uh, pistachios, avocado, uh, blushed tomatoes. Spinach, and uh, and uh, and then a, a herbs dressing on the top, oh, and also we have the the uh, we have the mango sauce which goes really well with it. Mm. So very colorful pancake and very very hearty. Yeah, you know. Mm. Um, mm. And you were saying how it was your wife's idea to buy this box and to start all this, and I was just curious about crossing family and business and how yeah. your family is very much a part of your business like your kids are like they help out don't they and your wife obviously mm -hmm. is your partner so how how like does that work out like is it realistic like can is it or is it really difficult at times i'm sure they're good yeah. as well of course yeah um uh, that, that's 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 interesting um i would say it works because we are very different. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it, it's it, it's a big. How can I say? It can be hard. It can be hard because the space is very limited, mm. and um, and we we tend to sometimes bring dirty clothes to wash in, in the inside of the box. Yeah. If you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> and, and and then she's in the kitchen now. Shouting at me! Hi <laughs> guys, it's just just a, it's just a, a friendly. No, no worries. <laughs> She's very upset. No, I mean, we, we I think she she knows how to separate better than I do. I think okay. she 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 knows how to say business business family family. She's oh sorry. She's she's more um, mature in this sense. Mm. I, I I am more like you know uh, emotive. And I, I tend, I tend to, it tend to affect me more. If I, yeah. if I am uh, on a bad mood with her for some reason, I, 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 I bring to the business this. So mm -hmm. I, I'm, I, I don't hide. But her, when, once she stepped into inside of the box, I mean, it's incredible. Like she okay. just, she puts her role on, and nothing happened. And I find, I find this like, wow, yeah. that's a virtue, I guess. Yeah. For you to be able to, you know. Once you step inside of what you're supposed to do, all your personal emotions, things you let you 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 leave behind. Yeah. Until we have to deal with, until we find a uh, appropriate time to deal with it. So sometimes, if you if you are on a line of duty, you know, if you are like serving someone. Yeah. Sometimes to let some emotions through, it might it might cause people some kind of discomfort. You know. Mm -hmm. Because people expect something from you. They expect a to service. be a server, exactly. And you need to be, you know, it's as easy as this. Do your job, you know, 
and 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 try try your best and try not to you know let your your issues you know mm -hmm. affect your service sometimes yeah. i can recall recollect in the past that i you know sometimes you're not in a mood for this or so i for me it's difficult to to put the mask of you know okay I, now i change so um i'm better though and i'm learning a lot with her yeah. and, and i think because because we are so different and because sometimes we do have struggles how to decide some things mm -hmm. but uh, i think we do trust in each other yeah. we trust in and i think that that's the main thing uh, the trust we have i think that that's what make us you know keep going yeah that sounds like a great partnership like exactly yeah. what each other needs and she'll need your emotion or your emotiveness as well like yeah for, to remember the heart of like why you're doing this and what people actually yeah. want and everything so yeah great exactly yeah. yeah yeah i also think though like you're saying you've got to put on a face and like just get people served some they, sometimes i think they're like it's, it's a nice surprise to see like oh this is actually a human being serving me you know and they mm. have feelings too and they're going through a shit time as well um yeah. it's just that connection is really nice i don't know if you found that with customers sometimes like you yeah. develop like friendships or whatever it's just yeah really nice it's so nice yeah no th i think that's that's a very very important point actually so the the people who we are part of our friend circle today is all people we met through the box yeah so i i, I think that's very dear friend my best friends now are people that who once were customers only yeah and um and I think what what you say is really really important. Like you know this this um, um, possibility of interacting so closely to people, and and then you, you have the people who are really there, and you, and you can you can interact, and you can you can chat. And there are people who just come for 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 the service for the yeah, product. Absolutely. You, know, you, you have all sorts of you no, know, and and that's I think you you develop some kind of a sensitiveness to. Mm -hmm when to expose when to receive you know Absolutely. how the energy works you could and really improve their day if you react yeah. like accordingly and because yeah. because people go to like kiosks or boxes and stuff as well for the experience and to say oh i got my food from a stand and ate it outside with my friend so, so some people yeah. just don't but some people just don't want that they just want to get it and go um yeah. and you've got it allow them that and not try and give them an experience that they're going to love just be like okay you want your food or your drink and then that's it yeah. right See exactly. you and we can if you're you know because that that would make them come back and think oh they respected my need for space um, exactly yeah yeah great um mm. yeah lastly just obviously this past year for everyone and especially like traders has been tough um yeah but as a police box again it's like its own thing but you you totally adapted so much this whole time um you want to just mention like how you managed to do that and how you kept up with that okay so i think uh mel the first thing it's uh what we do we can we the product we make we can deliver so we we, we and we were doing deliveries before, prior the the, the, the lockdown so we already had a very strong um, system in place yeah for 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 delivery wise so we had the know-how of this um also the the location where we are um it's funny because now we lost 
most of our customer base, mm. which is all the people, the office workers from the University of Edinburgh. Nobody's working there at the moment. And also Skyscanner, all this um, yeah. quarter mile complex, all the students. So we found that the first, first days like of the week, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, is super quiet. Yeah. So we we thought there's there's no point to open because we have no one coming here for lunch. And and when you look around at, at our corner there, it's it's just no no people. So we 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 had to close for 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 some time to, to try to figure out how how to how to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I, I I keep coming to the box and I keep coming and observing around you know and see because one thing I had to do is look look around look around you look try to feel you know the, the energy and and where people are doing what how 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 they are you know consuming or what what do you think they want right now and uh, and i see that um because we are very close to the meadows and because where we are is just this in this route from the city center to the meadows we see the meadows get really busy on saturdays and sundays especially with the good weather mm-hmm. i know you are in the lockdown restrictions but now we can see if things start to ease a little bit. Yeah. So people start coming out slightly, and uh, and because takeaway places they are they are still um, able to operate. Yeah. We thought, okay, let's try then to concentrate on the weekends then, and so uh, that's what we're doing. So we are concentrating on the weekends. We get we get the, most of the trades from Saturday and Sunday, and then we we try to come up with 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 a with, with, with a very simple plan open Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We are close to the meadows and it worked, I mean, amazingly well. So we, we, are, we, are, we are doing a, a, almost as much as, as we are doing opening five days a week. Oh, great. Oh, that's yeah. so dear. Yeah, I, I think it was also a, ma- a matter of the, the, the luck, I would say, you know, being, being the right place now. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping we, we will um, get, get all the restrictions lifted soon and we we be able to uh, manage this better yeah of course fingers crossed but um, yeah definitely but uh, i i think now we are we are just doing you know uh, what we can for this time mm-hmm. and um yeah and it's it's working okay now it's it's working mm-hmm. fine and and we still can can have some time with the kids but not as much as we we would like to no. but we need we need to to cover up some of the loss we may we, we did because we, we stayed many months closed you know yeah absolutely and, uh, and yeah they understand that i'm sure yeah i think so i think for the time you know yeah yeah and noah noah, noah he's 11 now so i'm gonna start including him to the business taking oh, orders okay. maybe you know yeah, yeah i think, love that yeah good so quickly how can people support to pin and king at this time you're saying you're open at the weekend yeah, I open a moment at Thursday, where no, Thursday to Sunday. Perfect. Yeah, and from from Sunday? from twelve until six. In our Instagram, there's the because now we have an app, so oh, yeah. people can order. Yeah, they can order through the app, and they can come and collect. Sometimes we offer deliveries, but um, yeah, we just need to see. But usually it's for collection. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. All right, I'll share all that as well. So amazing. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Fernando, for taking time out of your day. I know you're always so busy. I always see you on your bike, yeah. cycling everywhere. Um, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I will hopefully see you soon for a crepe. I'm super excited. Thank yeah. you so much um, and speak to you soon. And love to all your family as well. And okay. stay safe. Okay, you too, too well. Thank, Thank you so much. much. Bye.